Welcome to Mama's Workless Make More podcast. I am your host, Ronza Potter. I'm a mom and a certified life coach. I am here to teach you how to manage your brain, emotions, and time to build a profitable online business while working less and without getting burned out in the process. Hi everyone, welcome to episode number 43 of Mama's Workless Make More Podcast. How are you feeling today? I am so excited. I had a great time with family last week, so I had just a blast, an amazing week, and I'm so excited and I'm so energized today. And I'm so excited to be here with you on my podcast. And thank you so much for being amazing listeners and always being there and listening to my new episodes. It's just so amazing and so exciting all the time. So I wanted to tell you before I start that um, I'm going to be making some changes for my business. And so I will uh, have now one episode a week uh, on my podcast. So every week you're going to have, you're going to listen to one episode instead of two. And I will update you on the changes I'm making to my, uh, business, uh, after, you know, I'm done with everything. I'll let you know what's going on and, uh, what's happening in my business. So for now, I wanted to, um, make more time for the changes that I'm making on my business and focus on having like really great episode every week that you have. And uh, so I'll keep you posted. All right. So today we have a very, very special guest and I'm so excited. You're going to hear, you know, and listen to our conversation. She's amazing. Her name is Bernadette Doyle. She's a millionaire marketing coach and an online business success expert. And she's just amazing. She started her business like offline. So that was before the online business stuff. She, she was like really hustling and creating and working on uh, creating her first or her business uh, offline. And she was very, very, very successful. And then she became a mom and uh, she decided to work differently on her business and even more move her business to an online to the online business world. And so she's been in the uh, business world for the past 25 years. And in the past, I think 15 years, she's been on the online business and she's doing amazing. She's crushing it. She built her business while, while being a single mom. And that's, she has such an amazing, exciting and interesting story and even inspiring story. She's going to inspire you that building a business while having kids is totally possible for you. And it's important that you invest in your business, invest in yourself and, um, you know, spend some time working your business to create the success that you want. And she tells you how it is possible to build a seven figure business without hustling and working day and night. Like how you can work, you know, less and still make more money and spend more time with your family and have the flexibility and the freedom that you want. She's amazing. I really learned so much from her and I hope that you're going to also learn so much from her and be inspired uh, by her story and create the success that you want in your life and have the life that you truly, truly love. So enjoy the conversation. Bye-bye. 
Hi everyone, today we have a very special guest. I am so excited she's here with us today. Her name is Bernadette Boyle. She's a millionaire, marketing coach, and online business success expert. And she helps women entrepreneurs who are challenged with too, challenged with too many ideas, but not enough time, and really want to simplify their business so they can make more money by working in a smarter way. She believes that every woman can make the money she wants with a, with a business and revenue model that suits her. She's been featured in amazing press such as Forbes, Inc. and the Daily Mail. So everyone, welcome Bernadette with me. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you, Ronza. Thank you for inviting me to join you. Yeah, I'm excited you're here with us and I'm so looking forward to learning from you today and be inspired by your story and experience. So how about you start by telling us about yourself? Okay, well, um, I am a mum of two. I think that's my most important job. Uh, my boys are now 12 and 14. I started my online business before my sons were born. And I have to be honest, I was really kind of playing at it. I still had not a day job, but I was working as a consultant. I was self-employed and earning money as a consultant. And what I was finding was um, the, the, the income I was generating there was um was pretty good and so it was like i didn't need to have the online business so it was easy for me to dabble and it was a bit of a sideline and then when i found i was expecting my first son i suddenly realized i had to step up and get serious because at the moment i realized i was pregnant i knew that my old way of doing business which was traveling and staying at the hotels and being at client sites that was not going to work with a small baby and i'm like i need to stop playing and really get this business working and um you know i joke now with my clients that people say working to a deadline makes you effective well in my case i was working to a birth line because mm. i knew that i i just really needed to get things in gear before my baby arrived and so that was the start of me really stepping up and getting serious in my online business and a few years later my business crossed the million dollar threshold in annual revenue and i've continued since then and um you know i uh, this uh, business I've been running it my sons are now 12 and 14 that's amazing so you've been in business for over 14 years now right yeah actually I was in business offline and actually uh, this year I'll be celebrating 25 years since I started in business so I've been writing my own paycheck for that long um, but I didn't start my sold my first product online in 2004 so yeah that's 16 years ago Wow, that's amazing. I'm sure you have so much experience in the online business now. That's Seen a lot of changes, that's for sure. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> it changes so fast, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one thing you can be certain of is that things are always changing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but why did you decide to become an entrepreneur in the first place? Even it was like offline in the beginning, but why did you decide, okay, I just want to do that as, you know, become an entrepreneur? I honestly think even as a teenager, I knew that I was going to have my own business. Part of that was my parents. They, they ran a pub. And uh, so, you know, I, I grew up in a family that were used to, you know, running their own business. So that definitely would have influenced me. But as a teenager, you know, I used to like reading. My heroes were um, Richard Branson of the Virgin Empire. Mm -hmm. And I was reading his books. Like he was, he was basically my pinup as a teenager. Wow. And um, I also worked, I don't know if you, uh, I think you do have this store in the States. Uh, it's called The Body Shop. They're like a cosmetics company. Right, yeah. Cosmetics and lotions and things. And I was a Saturday girl in their shop. And, and their founder, she's passed now, was a lady called Anita Roddick. 
And at that time, she was like really the, the representative of a woman growing a big successful business. So I was lucky enough to meet her as well uh, when I worked in the, in the body shop there. And so, you know, I was, I, I guess I was inspired by these people that had grown, they were self-made, they'd grown businesses, they'd started out with a vision and they, they'd essentially grown these empires. And, and basically those were my heroes growing up. So um, I think it was always inevitable that I was going to be an entrepreneur. And you met your hero, Richard Branson, right? I saw like uh, photos of you with him. Yeah, I'm, that was, actually that's quite a cool story. Um, so I've met Richard lots of times. The first time I went to Nacker Island was in 2011. And I've been there about five or six times. It's amazing to go to his island and I go with a mastermind group. But last year we did a slightly different trip and we went on safari and we stayed at this place in Kenya that Richard co-owns. So he came and joined us for part of the trip. But the absolute highlight for me was they, they got us up early one morning. It was like 4 a.m. And we're in these Jeeps and we traveled for, it felt like about two hours in the dark. And then when we arrived at our destination, I realized that we were about to go on a hot air balloon ride. And because they were like filling up the balloons for this, this trip. And Richard was the pilot in the balloon I was in. Ah! And that was a real despite the fact that I'd met him so many times and I, you know, I've sat with him at dinner and talked to him and whatever, there was something about that moment when I was just, Oh my goodness. I, I, I really was like connecting back with my younger self, you know, that used to read his books. And it was like, I wanted to go back in time and, and say to her, you won't believe this, but you know, you're reading a book right now about Richard Branson and you're reading about his balloon adventures in the future, you are going to be in a balloon with him and he's going to be flying it. Because my young, there's no way my younger self could have imagined that, but it was a real, yeah, it was a real incredible sort of full circle moment for me. Oh my God, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. So your younger self did not believe or did not imagine this moment would ever happen, right? So how, when you started this journey, how did you have this belief that this is possible for me this could happen this could work out you know how how did you get that confidence or belief um i think for me it came from being willing to not have things work out so i actually first of all i, I should let you know i started my first business venture when i was a student mm. so i decided i wanted to have like a little side hustle as a student and I, I published a, a, a guide. It, it was kind of like an early version of TripAdvisor, if you like. But it was like, and it was like a little guide, but it was printed. And it was like reviews of like local restaurants. Because at the time, the only restaurant and eating out guides were always like, like the top, like the Michelin star restaurants. And I wanted somewhere I was like, where can you just get a really great sandwich? Where can you get a really great, you know, yeah. coffee cake? Where, where, who does the best cappuccino? And I wanted to have places that ordinary people went to. So um, I, I did that. But I remember after the university, I went and I worked for Procter & Gamble. And then I moved on to another company where I was working in sales. And when I decided to go my own way, it was because I was moving on from the company where I'd been and I was applying for new jobs. And I just found that it was very male dominated. And I remember there was one interview in particular where I was being interviewed by two very aggressive, like sales director level people. And I, and I walked out of that and can I, can I swear? Can we bleep it out? Or can I just, 
because honestly I just came out of that interview and I was just like this is complete bullshit mm-hmm. why am I doing this what I hate this macho environment I hate this um, aggressive way that these guys think they have to behave I, I don't believe that sales is like this this is not the environment I want to spend you know the, the bulk of my working week in and maybe this is the moment for me to go out and uh, go out my own so I had no business plan I had not set aside any money to start a business. It was like completely on a whim. But my exact thoughts were, well, I was 26 at the time. I was like, well, if it does, I'll give it two years. And if it doesn't work out, I can always go and get a proper job. So like, I, I, I gave myself permission to fail. Like, I was, I was, I was going to try it. And, and I wasn't attached to, it has to work out, it's got to work. And I... I must admit, you know, I didn't have dependents at the time. I didn't have a mortgage. So I was in a situation where, you know, that, that was an, that was an easy, it was relatively risk-free. Had, had I done it maybe at age, you know, when I was older and I had children, I can see that I might've been more cautious about doing that. Uh But my advice to all women is, is, you know, when you say yes to start on your own business, you're basically backing you. You're basically saying that you're going to do this and you need to enter into it with a, you almost like need to decide in advance that no matter what happens, you're going to figure it out. You're going to, you're going to make it work. And so that doesn't mean that you're not going to counter setbacks. Of course you're going to counter setbacks. That's part of any journey is that there's setbacks and the unexpected. But if you, if you're doing it with the attitude of, no matter what, I'm just going to keep going, then your success is inevitable. Right. I like that because, you know, you allowed yourself to fail. Like you decided it's okay to fail because now in, you know, when you go online, especially like the online business world, people promise you with fast success and making money so fast in a way that is not sometimes healthy, that some women might feel like, oh, if I don't make that money fast, then I'm failing, then I'm a failure. I'm not as good as these people who, some of them, they make money fast, which is possible. I know it's possible for for everyone to do that. But sometimes if you don't hit that result, if we don't make 100K in, in six months, then we're not successful. And I think like, I like that you say, let's fail because a lot of people don't sell the failing. Let's, let's just all succeed. But when you allow yourself to fail and you're not attached to the result, you allow yourself to find answers. You allow yourself to depend on your yourself, right? And believe that this is going to happen to me no matter what. And you're not going to just get stuck in the failure or not get stuck in what if it doesn't work? What if this is not possible for me? Yeah. Fail- failure is, it's not just part of the process. It's an essential part of the process. Mm. So here's a great analogy for your audience. So when a child is learning to walk, as you know, yeah. they fall many times. Yeah. We can't remember it, but we, we fell so many times as we were learning to walk. And, and the, why that's important is because how a child develops leg strength in order to be able to walk is all those times that they're pushing themselves back up again. Those push-ups from the ground aren't, aren't wobbly attempts. Well, they are wobbly attempts, but there's, there's actually a purpose to them. They're actually developing the, the leg strength. So I, I think it's odd when people, they, I sometimes have people reach me out and they say, show me how to do this and show me the way to do this where it's guaranteed not to fail. 
And it's like, A, that's not possible. And B, even if it was, you, you shouldn't be asking for that because it, we are, our, our failures is where we develop the strength as entrepreneurs. It's like that. I've learned so much more from failing than I've learned from succeeding. So yeah, that's amazing. All right. So tell us about the first business that you started. What was it exactly? The first one that you, the offline business that you started. So what had happened was I I'd worked in sales and, and the reason I decided I was going to go into sales is I thought no matter what I do in life, I can see that it's going to be important to be able to persuade people over to my point of view. And so if I enter the word of sales, this is basically where I can master that you know, that master mm -hmm. that. So even if I don't end up in sales, but I love sales. I think that selling is loving. I love teaching people to sell. There's so much fear in the world of sales. People are frightened of being seen as pushy. People are frightened to be sold to. And I love coming to that area with a fresh perspective and helping people. I help my clients fall in love with selling. That's basic. Which, and selling is the most important skill that you can have in business. Because if you don't know how to sell your product or sell your service, you're not going to be in business for very long. So I, I love kind of demystifying sales and helping people like, as I say, fall in love with sales. So that process for me started, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And I was working for companies and I came across NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm -hmm. How I learned about it actually was I got a book by Tony Robbins when I was about 21 wow. and he talked about it. And I was like, right, I want to start learning about this. So at my weekends, I was a very odd 20 something. So at my weekends, while my friends were going out partying, I was actually going on courses to learn about NLP. And I'd learn all this stuff at the weekend and then I couldn't wait for my working week to start because I'm like, right, I'm going to try out these techniques. And it was amazing. And my sales results just like shot up and I became the top sales person at my company and I stayed there. And I was just so excited about the transformation that was happening for me with how I was applying NLP to sales. And I'm the sort of person that when I find something that works, I just want to share it with everyone. I'm like, you know, right. guys, you've got to get on this. You've got to do it. So um, I, my idea was that I wanted to go into companies, into corporates and teach their sales teams what I'd been learning about sales. The problem was that was in the 90s and, you know, very few people knew about NLP. And those that did kind of thought, well, this is skeptical and it's newfangled and what is it? And I quickly realized there was not a market for NLP in sales. But the conversations I was having, the people I was speaking to were telling me the challenges they had was getting their salespeople to pick up the phone and book appointments. And I was like, I can help them with that. Because it was something I'd had to do as a salesperson and I developed my own methodology. And so that was basically how I started out. I started going to companies and saying, do you want me to train your team on cold calling? And, and, you know, bring me in and I'll, and I'll get them making appointments and I'll get them feeling great about it. And it's so funny because the program I have now, my main program now is teaching entrepreneurs how to sell, how to get clients. And what I'm teaching them is how to have sales conversations and how to book sales calls. So here I am now over 25 years later, and I'm still teaching people how to book sales calls, but it's in a completely, totally different environment. We're not using cold calling anymore. We've got better methods. Right. But yeah, it's interesting that those threads have gone all the way through. It's just amazing because, you know, when you open yourself 
up to possibility, you're going to learn so much more, right? And you're going to experience new things. Like the companies you went to, they were like, oh, we just know our way. We're going to keep doing it over and over again. But I think what helps to create success that we are open to try new things that we're not familiar with, like be willing mm. to try it and fail and try it over and over again until we see how it works and make tweaking and then um, just really see the results that we're going to get. And I think that goes back to you not being attached to the, to the result and not being attached just to succeed the whole time and not to fail. And I think that's very unique. I think of you that you just opened yourself up to like, okay, so let's, let me try something else that will help me with sales and even like boost my sales and make more money maybe with the same time that you're working, right? Like the same amount of time, you're still making more money. Yes. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. And it's, it's it, uh, it, one of my mentors said to me, it's interesting what you're saying about success and not being attached to success. And that's why we try new things. One of my mentors once said to me, there's nothing as limiting as success. Yeah. And I didn't really understand what she meant at the time, but I was reflecting on this earlier, um, that the more successful I became, they, for me, the, the, the harder it was to just take, to just do stuff and not be attached to the results because I'm like, okay, well, I've got a million dollar business. So people are expecting me to succeed. So if I put something out and it's a total flop, people, you know, it, it was like it at the time, I don't think it's now, but at the time it was like, oh, there's a greater risk than if I was an unknown. Mm. Um, and thankfully I'm past that now, but like, so I, I just do stuff and I'm, I, like if, if it works, it works great. And if it doesn't, next. Try something else, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what I, like when I talk to my audience and my people, like failing is, is when you quit. It's, it's literally when you quit, this is when you fail. But failing is about like, I even like mention um, um, Thomas Edison, you know, who created the light bulb and he tried 9,099 times and he failed 9,099 times. And when he was asked about it, he's like, I just learned 9,999 times that did not work. So he didn't yeah. even call them failures. He just said, these are the ways that did not work to create the light bulb, the light bulb and that's the way to create it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, the way I think about business, these are all the ways that didn't work. And this is the way that we tried and finally worked. So it's, it's more, that's when I also feel like, I love it that you said success can be sometimes limiting because when we're so attached to succeeding the whole time. And that's what I think what we learned from our school, we should take, we should be A students all the time to have mm -hmm. success. But in business, we need to get an F over and over again. Yeah. Um, I love that. It's just, I feel like there are so many learning lessons here from you and I, I'm really enjoying this so much. <laughs> so so you you did the, this offline for uh, work for a while and then you, you want, you, um, found out you're going to be a mom yeah. soon. So tell us about the feelings there. Because when I became a mom a year ago, <laughs> when I knew I was becoming a mom, I was going through certification to get certified as a life coach. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have a baby and I'm starting a business. And I'm like, I was like so overwhelmed. I had so many feelings and thoughts and I got coached. Luckily I had my mentor to coach me through that and to tell me actually, this is just happening at the right time, the right moment. And that belief helped me a lot. So how about you when you, if you, if you remember like your feelings and everything that was happening in that moment? Well, 
my, my, with my first baby, I, I literally can remember the moment, like as if it was happening now, like looking down at the blue stick and going, oh my God, uh, because he wasn't planned. He was a, in fact, his name is Benan. And the reason I picked the name Benan is because Irish, it means blessing. And I was like, well, he was just an unexpected blessing. And my first thought was, I'm not ready. I, I had always thought that having a baby would be in the future, that I would got myself to a point of financial security. It also wasn't great that like my relationship with the father, we weren't, we weren't married. We weren't even planning to get married. Like it was like early stages of our relationship. And we did stay together for long enough to have another baby. We tried to make it work, but we like, we were never, we were great at making babies together, but like we weren't designed to be together long-term. But his financial situation was he was barely taking care of himself. There was no way he was going to be able to take care of me and the baby. So I knew immediately that this baby was coming and it was going to be solely financially dependent upon me. And for me, that was like, it's showtime. Like it's time to step up. I've been playing at this online business and I've got to make this work. And Napoleon Hill talks about this in Think and Grow Ridge where he says, you know, you, you, you've got to burn bridges. And it was like the baby in a way was burning in the bridge notes of my old way of doing business. Cause I knew that what, that wasn't going to be sustainable. So um, after the initial sort of shock, it was like, okay, bring it on. <laughs> Whether I'm ready or not, this is happening. So let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Cause when I went to the hospital to give birth, I told the nurse, I'm not ready. And I start crying. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> The baby doesn't care if you're not ready. The baby's coming anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I, this is amazing because, you know, when I talk about confidence, it's more about like believing in something that, that hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. And that's very hard because a lot of us like want to believe in something that already has happened. Like we look into the, our past, we see the evidence, we did it, we can do it again. But when you're doing something for the first time, I feel that's the hardest time ever. So mm. how did it feel for you when you like went from offline to the online world, which is, I think there are a lot of skills that you already had and, you know, but I feel the, the environment and a lot of things are a little bit different. Yes. How are you feeling about that? And with a baby? That's another layer. <laughs> well, so bear in mind that um, my my baby, my first baby was born in 2006. Mm -hmm. So by the time he came along, I'd been selling products online for almost two years. Oh. So I, 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 so I'd figured out a lot of it, but there was still a lot of hustle in my business. And the thing that I hadn't really figured out before he arrived was really getting down on systems and delegating. Like it was, it was still very much like a one woman show. So it, it was great in that, yeah, I was able to go out and have orders come in while I was away for the weekend. That was a great part of the business, but I hadn't got the business to a point where I could go away from the business and the business would be running better. And so when he came along, that was what was got really highlighted that I needed to, that I needed to do that. And that was an interesting time because, um, bear in mind, I was the sole financial provider when I wasn't hustling in the business. Cause I had this newborn, you know what that's like. Um, my income was going down and after when he was about six months old it was like really crunch time because it's like money's getting really tight now and I still haven't figured this out and that was the moment that I hired a mentor yeah. and I'm so glad that I didn't run this decision by any friends or family because I'm certain that, that the advice that people would have given me is you know, you've got a six month old baby. You're really going to go and do this year long course that involves you traveling to the U S 
and it's a lot of money and you don't even have all the money yet and um you know it's a big risk and why don't you just you know sit where you are keep trying just get let things tick along and do it in a few years mm-hmm. um but there was i i knew that i didn't have this figured out on my own and up until then i hadn't had an online mentor and the one the man that i picked um he had, he he also had uh he had a ch- one child and their second child was on the way but i thought I th- I'm going to do whatever he tells me. And, and I, I had the last of my savings was equal to the deposit in his program. And I'm like, well, I'm going to apply and see if I get in. And so I applied and then I got a message back to say, you're in a few days later. And I went, yay. And then I went, Oh no. Cause it's like, now I've got to come up with the other $10,000. How, how's that going to work? But there was a really interesting part of that story because, and, and you talk about confidence and the word confidence comes from with faith. It actually means in Latin with faith. And that putting that money down at that time was a real act of faith of like, I'm going to put this money down and I'm going to do whatever I'm told to do. And I'm just going to make this work. Cause again, I have no choice. It has to work. You know, you know, not working isn't an option. And the funny thing was even before the first meeting or my first coaching session with him, I got an idea to do a a promo on my website and we were closing down a bunch of products. And uh, so I did this promo, put it together. It was about a week long and I was basically tidying up and and putting to one side products that I'd sold over the past couple of years, but I knew I was making way for like the next stage. And that promo brought in $16,000 in sales in a week. And I'd never made that much money in a week in my online business. Now, on the face of it, you could say that's not connected to the mentor because I hadn't had my, any training from him. I hadn't received anything from him. I hadn't gone to a meeting. And yet I know that the inspiration to do that promo was a direct result of me investing. Mm. Because when you invest in yourself like that and you're actually saying yes to the greater version of yourself, you become different in the process. Yes. And that, that closeout sale, I could have done it. There's no reason why I couldn't have done it two months earlier, three months earlier. But at that point, I couldn't see the opportunity. Mm. And this is something that I would really love to get across to women in particular about investing in yourself. That when you're investing in a program, you're, you're not the, yes, there's a transaction and the money is moving to the mentor or the mentor's company. But it's really about investing in you and what that opens up in you, just the different sense of possibilities. You literally become a different person in the moment of that committed investment. And that's, what's, that's what creates the change. I, cool. I love that because this is what happened to me like um, two years ago. Actually, I hit rock bottom. Like it was, I was in a very dark, difficult place in my life. And um, so I... Um, came across life coaching. I didn't know much about it. I didn't know. I went to therapy. It was okay. But I was like, my therapist was amazing, but I was, there was still something missing. Like I was still like, not sure how to move forward in my life and get out of that rock bottom. And, uh, I found Brooke Castillo. I'm not sure if you've ever heard about her. I'm, I'm a scholar. I'm in her you life. Coach school. Oh my God, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Now, I got certified through the life coach school. Yeah. Fabulous. She, I, I'm, I'm, I will always be grateful for that woman for the rest of my life because I listened to her podcast for a little bit and then I'm like, I want to become a life coach and learn everything that she teaches here on the podcast. And that changed my life completely, like 100%. My life changed. 
I still have the same husband. I still have the same house. <laughs> so I, I didn't change anything around me. I changed me, right, to change my life. But that was a huge investment. Like I did not have the money. I borrowed $18,000 to pay for that program. And I completely agree with you. It was so scary to make that transaction. But I felt that transaction went back to me. Like the value, the, the transition, the transformation I got through that journey Mm. was way more than the $18,000. Like, I think that program, you should charge $100,000 for what you get from there. And I functioned the whole time on the belief that I got inspired by her, that there's nothing impossible for you. You can make as much money as you want. You can create the life that you want. There is nothing that can stop you. It just, you can stop yourself or you can 100% like let yourself go and do whatever you want. And that's exactly why you need a mentor or a business coach or any coach that you want to just like get that inspiration and transformation. It's not a waste of money. It's you investing in you to create the life that you want, whether it's money, whether whatever success that you want, you just get it when you have people who have already done it and they believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Yeah. I 100% believe in what you say. It's just brilliant. Very brilliant. It's funny what you're saying about belief because I remember there was another key moment that year um, when I was at a meeting with my mentor and I was telling him about an idea I had. And now I look back, it was like I was, I was actually asking him permission. I was kind of, I wasn't conscious of that at the time, but I was like, you know, do you think I can do this? And he just looked me straight in the eye and he said, yeah, I can see you doing that. And that moment I mean what was that two seconds but that moment just then instilled me in a belief it was like well I don't think I can do this but I believe in him and if he believes in me then I can do this (laughs) and I went off and executed it and my my business tripled my business tripled uh, in revenues that year the first year I worked with him that's wonderful. Amazing. And yes, don't ask your friends and family about the investments you make <laughs> because they have their own limiting beliefs about money, about yeah. capacity, about what they can create. And they will just give you that belief or like make you unconsciously believe it, but they're just coming from them. It has nothing to do with you or about you. It's just, it has all to do with them. And I'm glad that you didn't ask anyone because they would have definitely made you feel like, Maybe I should not do this. <laughs> Don't ask anyone for advice. Just ask your coach for advice. I think that's when you get the best advice or, you know, coaching ever. Yeah. So, so tell me about your business that you have right now and how you help women transform their lives. So the best way to help a woman transform her life is to help is to show her how to make money or to show her how to develop, you know, her innate money making capabilities. And uh, for me, the way that I do that is through sales. So in my programs, I basically help people do two things, get clients and make money. And that's it. And we focus on, uh, we get very, uh, I'd say we focus on the place where money changes hands. So money comes into a business through sales conversations and people want to overcomplicate it. So they say, well, I want to have a sales funnel and I want to have a webinar. And it's like, there's plenty of time for all of those things. But honestly, up until your first hundred thousand, you, you should be doing sales conversations because again, you learn so much. You learn so much through those conversations, what people like, what the objections are. 
And also in having conversations, you bump up against yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you figure out really fast what your beliefs about selling are when you start doing it. Many people, uh, you know, and I, and I work with life coaches too. They have a coaching business. They want to get clients, but they're trying to get clients while not selling. It's like, how do you do that? You know, and they're trying to find other ways of having clients come to them. And actually, you, I call that creative avoidance. So I help people just get really uh, straight into action. And I decided a couple of years, I didn't want to be an expert at getting clients. I wanted to be the expert at transferring the skill of getting clients. Mm. So I'm quite obsessed <laughs> about creating environments in my program that in my programs that make my clients success inevitable. So, you know, we just really have a focus and, and actually a, a lot of, you know, and I have to give Brooke credit for this, like what I've learned from life coach school about our thoughts and our beliefs about sales, like a lot of focus there because it makes such a difference. It does. It does. Our beliefs create the results, not our circumstances. It's what we believe in. Mm. And, um, so that's why I like to focus on beliefs because that's the foundation. I mean, you're the more, the most important ask, the most important asset in your company. Like if you're not investing in yourself, how are you going to grow your business? Like we need yeah. to grow first. We need to change our beliefs first to grow and grow our income. So, um, so in that moment when you like tripled your income and revenue from, you know, the, the first mentor that you hired, what happened, how, what, how that made a difference and how that impacted your business today, like in a, in a positive way and made you the woman that you are today, how that kind of helped you. The, well, the difference that it made was if, um, if you're struggling with cash flow, right, it can feel like a trap that you never ever get beyond because it's like every month was a hustle mm. and every month it was like the, the hustle dance of like okay what, what what has to happen over the next 30 days to get the necessary amount of money in to cover the bills to, to cover the expenses and by putting myself in a position where I now had a surplus it meant I could make decisions differently I could make longer term decisions I could be more strategic mm. I and um, it's a lot simplified in my business. So it was like, suddenly I had a lot more options and was able to take a longer term view about what was, what was happening in my business and be more strategic. And so, so my business then doubled again the following year. So, you know, it, it was like this kind of constant growth. Right. So in your programs, do you also help women with like systems so they could work less and still make more money? How, how do you, yeah. What kind of things? So I have two programs and the first program is get clients, make money. And that's about like, just really getting focused on, on, on getting, on getting clients. Let's just master that skill first, nothing else. Then when people have mastered that skill and they now realize that they can literally kind of create money out of thin air, it's like, okay, let's systematize this now. So let's put in place. That's when we would put in place things like webinars. Let's start to automate things. Let's start to put things in place. So instead of you having to go and hustle to make money all the time, you can now have the systems do the work for you. So, so we do that in my, my second level program. It's very much about systems. That's amazing. So, um, so with that, I mean, how, how do you, what kind of success that clients get from these programs? Well, um, massive. So in the, in, in my 30 day program, I've had clients in that program make 20,000 in sales in a month. 
Wow. Um, one client actually did £40,000, which is about $50,000. Um, I've had many of them make so between 10 and 20 in that Thursday program. But I've got one client this year, Fiona, and she did 100000 in her first three months working with wow. me. Wow, that's amazing. And, uh, but, you know, I was going to talk about this at the beginning because you were talking about how important our thoughts are. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about, you know, women who compare and say, oh, well, you know, I didn't make a hundred thousand in three months. Does that make me a failure? Right. And this, this is what I believe to make that kind of money. There's some tactics, there's some strategies that you need to know, but there is not a single tactic that can overcome, um, unaligned thinking. <laughs> so yes. I, and, and I, I get to observe this and, it, and I can see it in my programs. It's like the people who come in, and, and have the, the fastest success. They're not necessarily the most skilled. They don't even have the best offers, but they just come in with a mindset of they're gonna make it work no matter what. Mm -hmm. And the ones who it takes longer, they'll, they will, um, they use, where they have obstacles, they, they're so quick to, to use that as evidence of this isn't gonna work. Right. That, that's, that's probably one of the, biggest pieces of advice I'd like to give someone starting out. It's like, you actually need to train yourself that no matter what is happening, you're able to see that as evidence of it's working. So it's like, yeah, I just, I just failed nine times. Nine people just said no to me. It's working. But that's actually how you have, have to be to like, to just keep yourself going and keep taking action. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It's just, it's just the belief that it's going to work. Honestly, yeah. that that's what's going to keep you going, that you believe in yourself, that you have the answers and you're going to figure this out. It's not going to be something outside of you. It's, it's all you to make this work out. And um, even Brooke talks about this, Brooke Castillo. If you guys don't know her, um, you can listen to her podcast. She's amazing. Um, the faster you change your beliefs, the faster results you're going to create. Um, so a lot of people like where they focus on their actions, you, you know, the strategies and techniques you're talking about to make money and they forget about the engine, what drives all these actions. They're like, it's, they're your brain, your, your beliefs. And so you also need to kind of like work together. So you create the results that you want in a faster way. Mm. So tell me about like, I'm curious about the challenges and we're going to end this soon. Um, the challenges that you faced growing your business having two kids and I, I'm not sure if you were a single mom by then or um, but you know I'm just curious because I know a lot of moms are going to fa be facing so many challenges and this yeah. they might take that as a sign this is not working not for them um, so tell us about these challenges and how you overcame them well by the time by the time my kids were one and three I was a single mom okay and, and in many ways looking back I was kind of a single mom before then because their father didn't live with us all the time and he wasn't you know providing financially he did actually provide time so he he was he was a very helpful in minding the kids but this is my advice to women with young kids who want to start a business get your domestic support in place first mm -hmm. so i had an au pair and i got a girl from spain came to live with us and in exchange for her bed and board um, she would do a certain amount of like babysitting for me, you know, during the week. And that was essential because she would, she, when she took care of the baby, I was able to, to work in my business and on my business. 
And I, I say to women a lot, like I invested a lot in having someone come in and clean my home and having someone come in and do the laundry and having someone, you know, make sure that the, the kids were fed and things like that. And to me, I know the tax man doesn't see it this way, but to me, those were business expenses because it's like, I have to get this handled because if I don't get that handled, I'm just going to be constantly pulled back in to domestic life and I'm never going to get ahead in business. So I'm so grateful to my younger self that made that decision. And, and that's something that I've invested in heavily along the years. Now my boys are older and I, I, you know, I'm not as dependent on childcare as I was, but that getting that piece nailed was like a really key piece for me. Yeah. Um, I must tell you something, a funny story about, I, I was in this mastermind and it was very male dominated. And so after I'd separated from my partner and it was a bit bumpy at first and I finally got a live-in nanny housekeeper and it was incredible. You know, you, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire, that movie where yeah. she comes home yeah. and Mrs. Doubtfire's, the kids are all fed and they're doing homework and dinner's on the table. She's like, oh my goodness, what just happened? Yeah. That was my experience. So I was at this mastermind and I was like, oh, guys, you know, this has just happened. It's been a major breakthrough for me. And they were all like looking at me. And then one of them spoke up and he said, but Bernadette, we all have one of those. It's called a wife. Oh, yes. <laughs> they're like, okay, this is the difference between us guys. This is the difference between doing business as a woman, doing business as a man. So that's the other thing. It's like, even then my mentor was a, a male, like, you know, and he, you know, and who had a wife. And so he wasn't facing the same challenges that I, that I was. And now um, I'm really proud of the fact that I don't work full time in my business. I don't want to work full time in my business. Like, I don't, I don't think our female bodies are designed for it. We don't have as much testosterone as men. Uh -huh. You know, we, we, we're much more aware of our, our cycles. And uh, for me, like, it's really important to have time off during the week where that's unscheduled it's free time I may choose to read or listen to podcasts on those days but I'm choosing to it's not this kind of overly scheduled time so I think it's really important to build that in um and that and as a mum that was a key piece of learning for me because I used to have two types of time I'd be time when I'm in the business or time when I'm a mum mm. and I didn't it took me a while to figure out no I actually need to have that clear time which is just my time when I'm not in the business and I'm not with the kids and that's for me personally, that's been essential for my recharging to have that time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I love it that, you know, on this podcast, we don't, I don't believe in hustling because hustling is not something for, I don't think it works for women. And that's, I think maybe so many women are not, we don't have enough examples of successful women in the online business world. Like we have a lot more male examples, but I, because I think a lot of them, they, spread this beliefs about hustling to make more money and there are famous you know businessmen who talk about that all the time but i feel like then you just telling moms they're not for this they're not built for this they're not cut for yeah. this type of business then you're kind of telling them this is not for you because you don't have 12 hours a day to build a business right yeah. and um but with you and i love the you know you're, you're you're just an amazing example that you don't need to hustle you can work fewer hours when you have the right structure, right? That you yeah. teach your clients and you can still make money. So this is possible for you. It's just really switching, you know, shifting our beliefs to make that work. So how yeah. many, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to add to what you were saying, which is, you know, I, I believe that for every one of us, there is a, there is a plan for us. 
Right. So if you've got a vision of, let's say, having a million dollar business and you're like, well, how, how, you know, how do I do that? And our tendency is like, well, let me go and find someone else who's already done it and let me like reverse engineer what they did and I'll do it. But you're not the same person as them. You're not starting the same starting point. And so it's more like you need to take a step. And I, and I call it, it's like allowing the the plan to unfold itself to you, but it can only do that to the extent that you're showing up and taking action. Right. So you, you can't hide in a cave and hope that you're just going to wake up one morning and like, it'll be, you know, the blueprint is downloaded and all the steps. That's not how it works. You take a step and you get some feedback. You know, I actually have an acronym for this called TOP. So it's take action, observe your results, course correct and keep going. Right. So take action, (laughs) observe your results. If you've got the result you want, great, do more. If you didn't, you need to change something, course correct, and then just keep going. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. That was just, you know, amazing, brilliant conversation I had this morning. I mean, it's not morning for you, but it is for me. So just like, give me so much energy in the morning. I'm so grateful. Oh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Love connecting with you. Same here. Uh, so tell me, you know, where can, you know, people can find you and connect with you, work with you? Yeah. Come on over to BernadetteDoyle.com. And Get Clients Make Money is a new program that's launching in January 2021. So if you come and sign up at my website there, you'll be able to get details on that and the other programs that I offer. Awesome. So I will put their link in the show notes so people can find them. So look at the show notes, connect with Bernadette. It's just, she's amazing, wonderful, down to earth. I really enjoy speaking with you. And thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Ronza. Yeah, learned so much from you. All right, have a good day. Bye-bye. Hi, if you like all the concepts and tools that I teach here in this podcast, and if you want to connect with like-minded women entrepreneurs, you should join my Facebook group, Strong Successful Women Achieve More by Doing Less. So look for Strong Successful Women Achieve More by Doing Less and click on join. I'll see you there.